Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy. It was a no-brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal. So we all know that 2020 did not go as anyone planned unless you had a crystal ball, in which case I would like to see that would be cool. But even though it didn't go as planned, and even though we still have lots of uncertainty ahead of us, it's still a really good time to sit down and think about some goals and plan out some personal and professional development goals for yourself for 2021. So today we are gonna talk about that. We usually do like a annual mastermind where we talk about goal setting and and what you should do for the next year. So we're just gonna do that here instead and give good tips and good tricks. And we might even upload a PDF that you can use to fill out as part of this. We might, we'll see how this goes. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if you all behave who are listening, we will put this up here for you. If not, you know what you did. Only know. if we get this many shares on this podcast episode, then we'll give it to you. I like it, yeah. <laughs> So when I think of goal setting, I think of an organization I've been a part of for quite a while is something called Leadership Springfield. Now, Leadership Springfield is a community leadership program in Springfield, Missouri, that exposes people, develops, connects, and inspires people to become better leaders in the community, better leaders at work, uh, all of those things. And I've been on the board and served on the board for quite some time. Um, the organization's been around for 35 plus years. And one of the things that talking to people who had been on the board on the past the board had talked about lots of the same things. Hey, we really like to expand our programs. We really like to offer some new things. Uh, we'd really like to hire an executive director. It was an all volunteer base with some, with some support from our local chamber, who was a great partner in the organization. Uh, but it's like, what, how can we take that next step? And the organization board after board after board talked about it, but never made those steps. So when uh, the board about five years ago decided to do some strategic planning, which was something the organization hadn't really done, uh, at least in a long time, and they took a step back and they thought about who are we as an organization? Where do we want to go? And we established some really clear goals. And we recognized that one of the goals was for us to be able to grow the program and hire an executive director and structure ourselves. So with that goal in mind, suddenly it was in front of us and we kept it in front of us and we sprung into action. We spun off different groups that focused on different aspects of the goal. We imagined what the organization could look like. We talked about what the transition would look like. We got lots of people involved with it. What ended up happening was we were able to hire our first executive director in the history of the organization. Uh, we were able to expand into some different programs. Three years ago, the revenue of that organization was around $80,000, $90,000 a year. This year, it's going to be almost $300,000 uh, for the year. 
Uh, we had a half of a staff person dedicated before. Now we have like three and a half staff people dedicated. We graduated 60 participants from the program three years ago. Uh, this year, we're going to graduate something like 250 participants from the program through the various programs that we put out there. So lots of success. And so many of the board members who were from the past have stopped me and said, wow, that, I'm, we're so impressed with what you were able to do on the board as a board to actually take action on things. You know, what did you do? And one of the things, really thinking back to it, what we did is it all started with us setting clear goals and stating this is the thing that we want to do. We all kind of knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't really state it out loud and we didn't go back and review that goal that we set. So by setting those goals, it helped us to truly really transform that organization for the good. And I like that story because looking back over a long period of time, while everybody thought they knew what they wanted to do and they were kind of in agreement with it, by not clearly stating it before, your organization was unable to take the big step forward uh, to, to accomplish what it was out there. So goal setting, do it. All right, <laughs> goal setting, do it. Yeah, there's there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it, but let's let's just talk. Let's just have real talk, okay? Foundationally here, why are goals important? It gets you to where you want to be. Okay, so they they get you to where you want to be. Okay, that's that. You know, is is the goal setting actually what gets you to where you want to be? The goals are if you reach them, but it, you won't reach them if you don't set them. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. That's not the answer Matt wanted. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. He's like, you're getting, okay. you're getting warmer, but then you got colder and then you got warmer again. What do you want to hear, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, no, I, I agree. I agree with Bethany. They do. They do help you get to where you want to be. You got to start with making a goal. I, how often do we work with organizations and it just seems like they're just grinding to the end of the day. And then they're going to go home, take a deep breath, and then they're, they're going to grind to the end of the day tomorrow. Uh, and then pretty soon, it doesn't take very long for employees to start calling, what are we doing? Like, why, what are we doing? And, and, and also pretty soon, it doesn't take very long for a boss or an owner to, to say, how come they're uninspired? Why are they not doing these? You know, why are they not proactively showing leadership? Why are they not proactively doing these things that I feel like that they need to do? And we have these differing of opinions. And it's not very long before we get to this whole topic or this idea of, well, what are their goals? Whether it's an organizational goal, whether it's a departmental goal, whether it's a life goal, those types of things. So when Bethany says they help you get to, you know, to do the things that you want to do, I think it does it does start with goal setting uh, there too. And then there's other pieces. The reason why I was, I was uh, doing that with you, Bethany, too, is because I think people start off and they go through the goal setting. Everybody that's listening to this is probably going to be inspired because we're inspiring, right? Uh, but to, to help set goals. <laughs> And they're going to set goals and they're going to, they're going to be on fire for reaching some goals. And then like, I don't know, next week's going to happen or like January is a whole thing. Right. And then February. And then, and then all of a sudden these, these, this whole idea of goal setting, that was fun. But then now we have to take steps in order to actually accomplish those, those goals. And there's this whole accountability piece that goes with it too. Right. So in addition to maybe helping you go to where you want to go, what else, why do, why else do we goal set there? Yeah, we're not introducing a new concept here. Yeah, like, this is not like people are listening to this going, "Oh, goal setting." Okay, that's a good idea. I mean, there's there's a thousand old adages that are out there. You know, you need to work on the business, not just in the business. Right. Right. You hit 100% of the shots that you don't, or you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Uh, skate to where the puck is going, not where the puck is. All of those different you know sayings that are out there are all about like why do we set goals? Uh, I think the reason that you set goals is to get out of that day to day. You know, I think it's what Matt, what you talked about. I think everybody goes back to work and you forget, we as humans have this fundamental need to know what winning looks like. What are we trying to accomplish 
at the end of this day. And it's really easy for us to actually get distracted by the compelling distractions of what happens on a day to day by the clients that are in front of us, the customers that are in front of us, the coworkers, the different right. things. If you want to try a really interesting experiment uh, in your company is go to other people and say, uh, at the end of the day and go to them and just say, how did today go? How did it go today? Mm-hmm. And people say, I don't know. It was fine. You know, well, why do you say that? Or it was a bad day. Now, why do you say that too? And, and listen to what they say. Very, very seldom will you hear somebody say, well, you know, our team really has this goal of accomplishing this, this, and this, and we took some significant steps forward today. So I felt like we really was a productive day today. Usually people will say more things like, well, nobody yelled at me today. I don't know. Today seemed like it was okay. It wasn't any different than any other days. It was just another day. Um, it's human nature to kind of get into the, the paradigm or the flow of what a day is and the goals help us to think outside of what that pattern is. Yeah. And there's different, there's, you know, we're talking about goals too. If I'm the owner or the the CEO of a company, it's important that we have these organizational goals. What is it that the organization is trying to achieve? Not only for the owner to be able to understand what is it, what's the end game here, but you have a workforce or a team of people that are also trying to help you achieve those things that you may or may not have told them that we're trying to achieve. Um, How much more productive maybe would that work look uh, you know, would, would that work be if they also had an idea of what that end game looked like? And then we have departmental goals, right? These departmental standards, maybe within the team, what are some things that we need to shoot for um, that also are in line with the goals and the objectives of, of the organization? And then, you know, something Diana had mentioned that we do walk people through each year is, okay, on a personal level, what are some of those goals that, that you want to achieve? Um, you know, so, so clearly it's important to be able to set the goals, uh, to, to have an understanding of what it is that we're trying to achieve. What happens? What about this? Like, what if we, what are some of the downfalls of goal setting? Why do you think people balk at the idea of it? Well, I think one thing, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'd call it necessarily a downfall of goal setting, but it takes you away from your other job. Yeah. Like mo- most of us aren't sitting around during the day going, man, I'm wondering what else could I do today? Like I'm, I'm looking for more things to do. You know what I'd like to do is let's take a whole bunch of people offline and talk about something abstract. That's not going to get my work done right now. <laughs> yeah. And how often do we see that too? Talking to an organization about strategic planning and it's like, how long do you want? How long are we doing this? What are, what are we doing? A day. Yeah. Yeah. And then some other, you know, and, and maybe downfall is not the right word. Thanks, Don. But maybe some of the hesitations that people have with goal setting is is a lot of times it's all going to rest at maybe a leadership level or maybe one or two people are going to be accountable for it. I remember, Don, you and I worked with a large manufacturing company there and we asked, hey, what was your strategic planning for last year? And the guy that was responsible for it turns around and behind him, he has a binder and he pulls this binder out and thuds it on the desk in front of us. And it's got, it's just pages full of, well, these are the things that we were thinking we were going to try to do. And, and I don't know, I've just lost track of these things, or it just got overwhelming, or I didn't have the support, or you know what, maybe a, a pandemic hit, and now we're, everything's out the window uh, at the same time too. So how do we kind of ebb and flow with the goals that maybe we've set? Any tips there? Well, I mean, the first tip I would say is that people are going to own what they help to create. So what we have seen happen before, and I have fallen into this trap myself, is I'll take some time and I'll go off in the corner and think, okay, what do we really need to do? And I'll spend a ton of time like diving into it myself and like, okay, what's the conclusion of this? Cause I really like doing it. I'm, I, I'm a strategic thinker. I like to think that way. 
So I, I like the act of strategic planning. It's kind of fun for me. So uh, you go down this far and then you emerge from the room like Moses coming down from the mountain, like holding up these big old tablets, like, right. hey, everyone, I know you've all been working and doing your thing, but now I have this great insight for you. Stop what you're doing. We're going to have these goals. And then people look up and go, those are great, boss. And then they go back to doing what they were doing before. Right. Um, so I, I think that a big piece is yeah. to get people involved in the goal setting so that they also help to own it. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think that's great. So if, if we have people involved, let's just start foundationally. Like how do we set, how do we go about doing this? Don, you said there's nothing, there's nothing earth shattering here. This isn't a new concept of goal setting, but there's probably people who have been stuck maybe somewhere in that process. So let's just talk about maybe some ways that you can go about goal setting. Diana, do you have thoughts about that? I mean, there's definitely, we walk everybody through a process for goal setting, obviously. And I think it depends on what level of goal setting you're going to do. If you're doing this for an organization, you know, there's obviously like strengths and weaknesses and where your opportunities and your outside threats and what's the market analysis. And so there's a lot of things you could dive into. If you're doing it on a more personal level and you just want to say like, where do I want to get to in the next year? You can fill out a little form that just says like, what are my aspirations for for my life and where do I want to get to? And so I think there is a process where you just sit down and think about what your future looks like, even if that's a near future, to just get some things on paper. Yeah. And you can see how that's a benefit too. If you're involving Don, the other people, like you had said, you know, to be able to get them around the same table in the same room. Um, I've had the opportunity to do strategic planning with organizations where there's people in the room for the first time, and they're just kind of excited to be there and be a part of what, the, of what this is. I've also been a part of strategic planning to where we don't let the conversation kind of go organically or, or people aren't, aren't in a safe environment to be able to bring up some things. I've had one and you all know this, but, but one of the, one of the op biggest opportunities, I won't say worst, uh, but one of those examples was uh, we were in the strengths phase, just, just really trying to build a common foundation with what do we do well as an organization. Some people were, were participated and the owner of the company stood up and, and basically said, I told him if you were going to participate, I was going to call you out like strength, go, what do we do? Well, strength. Good. What's, what about you? What's the strength? Good. And then he almost looked at me and apologized for their lack of participation. Like you're welcome. There you go. Uh, go to the next one. And at break, I kind of had to say, I had to say, please don't do that again. Like, please, Please don't do that uh, anymore. Um, not that Nothing they don't like it. Usually works. So. Yeah, not that they didn't like that a whole lot. But please don't do that. I'll take it from here. In okay? general, if you find yourself snapping at somebody, you're probably doing something wrong. That's yeah. just a general communication yeah. tip. So, so like to 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 kind of join the ideas there. Don is saying, okay, let's involve people so they can have some ownership for it. Diana's walking us through maybe some of those typical. Let's talk about some of the things we do well. What are those opportunities? You know, what are those uh, threats that that maybe are posed or or weaknesses that, that we have and, and those types of things. Um, other thoughts on how do we actually go about creating these goals? Oh, I don't have a thought on that. I was just gonna say that I think my favorite part of actually having the goals is creating that alignment. So like, I love that we're bringing people together and we're asking questions and we're hearing from them. And I think you can even do that on a personal level, right? Like we, my husband and I do family planning. Like, what are we going to do for the next year? What are our goals for this year? And that alignment and just talking through, like, where do we see our life for the next year is really valuable. And so I think even if you don't get the actual end goal completed, just creating some of that alignment is really helpful in the beginning. Just something to work towards and make progress towards. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, let's introduce an acronym that maybe might help you as far as goal setting is concerned. It's it, it's maybe one that you've seen before, or, or you know, or maybe have have gone through too. But it's this idea of a smart goal setting there too. Who wants to walk us through the acronym of SMART? I can go through what they all stand for. So SMART is specific. M is measurable. A is actionable. And then I think risky. And then time keyed. Right? Is that the last one? Did you say risky? That's what I have. What did you? What is? What do you say? R is realistic. Realistic. Okay. Well then here's, here's, here's another one. We could do realistic or risky because risky is way more fun. Yeah. Um, no, risky. How risky? Or have you heard of, what? 10. We want a level 10 risky. Yeah. Level, <laughs> level 10 risky. And then have you heard of smarter? So there's an E and R added. Have you guys heard those? No, I don't know I, if I, they I, all subscribe to this idea, but the other one, some people do smarter goals and the E is exciting and then relevant, I think is the last one. And so I think to Diana's point, relevant is kind of that piece of making sure that it's aligned with, with the values. So uh, realistic or, or risky, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's a lot of these acronyms when you think about goal setting and there's the SWOT analysis that you hear about this identifying your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. We leverage what's called a SOAR analysis, which is S-O-A-R, which are strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results, because it, we, we find that, that that leads you a little bit more towards a good goal, which which can be like the type of goal is a SMART goal, specific measurable, attainable, all those things. And I've seen different, I have seen different uses of those acronyms before in terms of SMART goals. But I think that one of the things that we go back to is the best goal setting ultimately is what's called identity-based. So it's not you saying, I am, I am this person and I'm completely broken. I'm trying to become this person or I am this organization and I don't want to be this organization anymore. I want to be something completely different. And that's the organization I want to be on. That That's not very realistic. The best types of planning really start with who am I? And understanding what do you stand for? What are your values? What's important to you? What are some of the things that are out there? And it's really understanding who you are and then looking at your current situation and evaluating that and then thinking, how can I take what I'm already, who I am at my core and what I'm good at doing to get myself to move forward to where I want to go? And then you can start thinking about like the aspirations and the vision. So if I'm generic, whether that's individual planning or good strategic planning, it's always that kind of identity based. Let me start with who I am and then where I am and then where I want to go through some kind of a, a look around an environmental scan of seeing what's out there. I, I think that's really a key to being able to do the plan. And then I think the last part that I think most people miss on goal setting individually and team-wise is the plan for how you execute the plan. Yeah. So, so many times I, and most strategic plans fail. The statistics are that most strategic plans fail and everybody, I'll bet a lot of people listening here who have done strategic planning have probably been involved in a failed strategic planning session. So you spend all this time you get really excited about it. You leave the room and you go back to work, right? Or you do an individual plan. Maybe you spend a weekend. This is the time of year around the holidays where people love to set up personal plans. We lead a session in January sometimes where people come down and they set up their personal plans and then they go back to work and they're not part of it. It's not how they execute it. You really need to think about what kind of a cadence can you get into so you can keep the goals in front of you and keep executing it. And then what partners are you going to need to work with you on making sure that they're calling you out on that plan? So within a company, it's a team. Can we meet once a month and review our progress? 
progress towards the plan and say, what did we do last month? And what are we going to do the next month to move forward? If it's an individual, can you find an accountability buddy who can work with you on something and share ideas back and forth? I think that is probably the most important aspect of the planning process is the planning to execute piece. Yeah, I was going to add to that. Another thing that I know that for myself, I have to do is if I am ever setting goals, then I have to do those short, those really short next steps to I have to write that down to say like, okay, this is the big goal. But what what is my short term goal? What are maybe like the first two steps towards that goal that I have to take? And that's really helpful for me, because then it's also then there's some of those quick wins. And that's something that you can do, you know, on a team too to say, what are some of those quick wins that we can make towards that goal so that we feel that progress and celebrate those victories throughout our time before we can reach that bigger goal too. Yeah, I don't like what you're saying about the identity based approach there, because sometimes the, 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 the boss might come in with some objectives already that they had thought up that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, go execute on that. And they skip the whole process of understanding of what it is that we do well. Are we structured well to even achieve those things? Or do we need to do something else internally? What does that conversation, what does that conversation look like? It's the Moses tablet thing that you talked about where we're handing these things down here. And I do like, you mentioned the, the, the soar with the, the strengths and the opportunities, changing that traditional W of a weakness. If I don't translate that weakness into what the actual opportunity is that we are after, then it feels like it stops, it stops a little short. See, goal setting, I think, and strategic planning, I think, is, is for a lot of employees. It's that what, That's what we do at the end of the year. We do that in January. It's just this exercise that we go through. But I think what we're saying is there needs to be this level of accountability that holds us tied to that plan throughout the year. It's not just this once a, once a year activity that we go through. Like This is going to be a, a living and breathing process and project throughout the next 11 months uh, beyond this, uh, beyond gives, this too, right? And it gives you what Bethany talked about, which are those quick wins along the way. So if you're continuously yeah. holding that accountable, if I'm trying to get into better shape, what's the first step of that? It's really easy to say, okay, I'm just going to eat better. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to do all those things. But what's the first step in that? Uh, okay, the first step is just let me pick what exercise I want to do and when I'm going to do it. We'll start with that. Yeah, I keep getting tripped up right there. That's a, <laughs> that's the moment you're looking for. You're looking can't pick one. There's so many awesome ones. Uh, I can't just pick one exercise. <laughs> I think people also forget is the why behind the goal. Why did you choose that goal? So if you decide that you want to eat right and exercise, like, but why, why do you want to do that? And I make sure that I always put the why next to my goal so that six months from now I can look back and be like, okay, I wanted to eat right and be healthy so that I could enjoy retirement or whatever that looks like. You know, why is that important to you? Is it because you want to live longer? Is it because you're excited about this marathon that's coming up? Like what's the why behind the goal that you've chosen for yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's really good because it's when you get into that daily grind of whatever it is, whether that's a personal goal or a professional goal, and you're like, I am so tired of doing this thing. It's helpful to be able to go back and say, okay, I know that this part may suck, but <laughs> I, and this is why I'm doing it. You know, yeah. you know that, that may suck piece, Matt, you asked the question before of like what prevents us maybe from doing the planning. I think especially here in 2020, I know that there are organizations that don't want to do the planning because they don't want to confront the difficult truths in front yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, if you are a business owner right now and you don't like what happened in 2020 and you're seeing your bank account drop and you're worried about what's going to happen if things don't go back to normal, if there's not a second round of CARES Act or something 
that comes up um, and you're, you're just, you're, you're huddling in the corner being afraid and saying, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and hope it turns out. Okay. That, that's a bad, that's a bad place for you to be at. So some, sometimes mm-hmm. it is like staring the truth right in the face and looking at those. That's true personally too. Of like, what's that going to take for me to get there? I mean, I know that when I set goals, I set a goal of trying to declutter our house and like, just get our house. Cause we, we've had our house for almost 20 years. And one of the things that I knew that was an early step was doing a home inspection. I wanted to do a home inspection so I could figure out what things do I need to work on in the home? Cause I kind of suspected we may have some mold issues in our crawl space. And I don't go into our crawl space very often, but I didn't, I did not want an inspector to go into our crawl space. Cause I was afraid they're going to find something and it's going to cost me a lot of money to be able to go fix it. So that was keeping me from moving forward on everything that we were doing. Finally, I just like, I got to know, like, I need to know what's going on. And I had the inspector come out. I got the reality check on it. I didn't have a bad mold problem. I had a very, very minor one. Um, it was easily, it's easily fixed, but it did require some projects and that set us, set us up. And now that cleared that obstacle out of the way. We've actually got a lot of stuff done in the house this year. So, I mean, sometimes it's confronting those difficult truths are, are something you have to be able to be willing to do personally or within a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Can I just add to what you're saying, Don? Because that was a question that you mentioned at the beginning, Matt, was, you know, what keeps people from doing this or why don't people want to do it? And I think it's to that reason that Don is just talking about because, and I see my that in myself um, in previous positions where it was like, okay, it's everybody, it's time to do your own personal goal setting. And I hated that because then I just was afraid I was going to set myself up for failure. And I think people feel that way on a personal level and a professional level too of, I don't want to do that because then what if I fail? And then it's proof that I'm maybe failing at that goal, you know? And so I think that's hard. And then especially, yeah, like this year with 2020, a bunch of people set goals and then most of them got thrown out or derailed or whatever. And so it feels like failure now when it doesn't have to be. Um, A lot of times we just talked about, well, maybe those goals just don't make sense anymore. So maybe it's just that we need to rework those goals. And I think that's okay sometimes too, in the goal setting process to know that, you know, identifying what what can be flexible and what can't be. What is something that needs to stay still um, and remain at this level? And what's a goal that, you know, it's okay if we need to see how it goes and then change it to match reality. You know, we have individual development plans that we also use with organizations if they want to, to start a regular uh, quarterly check-in process with their people and sometimes with their managers or some up-and-comers that you really want to seek to develop. And, and in those individual development plans, it asks them, you know, what are some of their goals? What are some of the obstacles they feel like they're facing? This is also kind of a homework assignment for those managers that are that are in charge or responsible for those employees of, of managing. We've talked about it maybe as an organizational level, but from that team or the individual employee that you have that's working for you, there's an accountability that goes along with being a manager of that person. If we're asking them the goals, you know, then we have to think, what are some of those things that we need to do to help remove obstacles for them, help hold them accountable to hitting those goals, help encourage and motivate them and, and give them the tools and the resources necessary. If you are a manager that has walked through this process of saying, hey, what are your goals? And you have a file somewhere in your office or your home office now that's full of everybody's goals, but you have yet to follow up on those or you have yet to have an ongoing dialogue with those, Don. And then you, those are those, these things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You haven't, you haven't done that. But if you have these goals, <laughs> but if you have these goals that you want to achieve and you, you've, you've started the conversation with your employee, you now have an accountability to continue and follow up on that. And it's not micromanaging. I think those employees really desire to have that conversation too. And so, I mean, we spent a lot of our time talking on an organizational level of what this looks like for your, like for your company. 
this is really near and dear to those regular manager, those boss employee relationships too. And I think it brings us to a broader perspective too, as the as setting goals, you know, you're stuck within who you are. So, so we want it to be identity based, but sometimes having that outside perspective is really key, which I think is why that getting your manager involved is really, really good on individual goal setting, but for a company, and, and this is going to sound like a shameless plug, but bring in a facilitator, bring in an outside person to help lead the strategic planning. We've done that. We, we do this for clients and we brought in outside facilitators to lead our strategic planning sessions at times because that outside insight, that dumb question that somebody asks sometimes is not a dumb question. Yeah. Oh, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just try this? Or how, what about this? Have you done this? Or why is that? So why is this a barrier for you? Or what are you, it seems like you're afraid of bringing this up. Why are you really afraid of that? Those types of questions, those coaching questions can really yield some key insights that help us to get over those barriers. Great. All right. Quick tips for goal setting. Let's go around the table here. Bethan, you want to start us off? The quick tip that I was thinking of is maybe Make sure that you have a place where everybody knows where those goals are after you've set them. So make sure that it's a place where, okay, we've set those goals and, and what, you know, what you said, Matt, earlier, where somebody said, okay, we have our goals or strategic plan that's in this binder back here that's in one person's office and nobody's ever looked at it for the whole year. Nobody's, you know, he doesn't even look at it and it's in his office. So I think if you can find a place, make sure that everybody knows where they're at and just having those physically written down and visible for people, that's really helpful so that people can go remind themselves of what those are throughout the year. Good. Awesome. Thank you. Diana? Mine's something I said earlier. Keep that why in sight so that you remember the reason you put these goals in place in the first place. Yeah. So much clarity from that why. Good. Don? I think something that we used to do a series where we would interview people who are really, really successful and we were asking them about their path to success. And we found two patterns as one is we would always ask them like, when did you know that you've made it? And none of them ever felt like they've made it. Like those goals are always going to be stretched out. Like none of us have been going to go do goal setting and sit back and go like, I've got nothing left. Done it. I'm, I'm exactly where I want to be. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's always, there's always more that's out there. But the second thing is that that path to success, when you started hearing those stories, they were littered with lots of, lots of failure. All of them were. And, and we're talking about super hyper successful people. So you don't necessarily associate with failure. And all of them told stories of m multiple mistakes, missteps, embarrassments, you know, losses, things like that, that just were out there. So my advice to this would be as you go to do the goal setting, you know, fail forward, just in, in, embrace some of those failures. The path to success is to fail. There's, there's a lot more failures involved. I think the, the path towards not being successful is more of not taking the path. It's not about picking the wrong one. It's just not moving at all. Yeah. Good. My, my quick tip would be um, if you are a manager of people, be thinking about goal setting, not only for you, but your team on the team level, but also some of those individuals on your team that you really want to focus and develop on because, you know, they want it also. So okay, great Matt, I hear you. We'll do that soon. Okay. <laughs> Create an opportunity to be able to help goal set with, with those uh, folks that you have on your team. So hope this was helpful. Go set some goals. Let's change the world. We get it. Goal setting is not a new thing when it comes to the new year, but it's still really important to talk about. Here's some quick takeaways from our conversation today. Ask yourself, what does winning look like for you and your team? So get your team involved in goal setting. People own what they create. Remember that. Utilize those SMART goals or soar if that's helpful for you. But the best approach we have found is identity-based. Start by asking, who are you? What are your values? Don't set goals and then never follow through. Create some next steps towards those goals and then have an accountability partner who will check in with you throughout the year on progress. Don't forget your why behind the goal. That's so important. I love what Don said. The path to success is littered with failures. Don't be afraid to fail. The path towards not being successful is not taking the path. It's not about picking the 
wrong one. It's just not moving at all. Be blessed in this new year. We hope you have some awesome goals set ahead of you and lots of lessons learned. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.